0: welcome to the epiphany movement podcast to learn more about the epiphany movement visit us online at epiphanymovement.com thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoy today's talk from pastor drake nelson So right now, we are taking a trip around the sun. I don't know if you know this or not, but that trip consists of 584 million miles, this trip that we are taking around the sun. And Scripture gives us the chance to number our days and understand that we serve a really, really big God and that we are really, really, really small. Just to remind you, by the way, about how Scripture begins, by saying this and god said let there be light and there was light and god created in that moment a universe that is massive our universe is so big that we have to call it the known universe in other words translation we haven't built a big enough telescope to show us what's all out there and every time we build a bigger one we are amazed that it's bigger than we thought or there's more awesome stuff out there that we didn't know before science is incredible and we just launched a new telescope on Christmas Day this year called the James Webb Telescope. And its sole purpose, hear this, is to disprove God. To go back to the very beginning, to outrun light, and to disprove God. Ten billion dollars. And I really think God in heaven is laughing. He's saying, build it faster. Get it up there faster. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, $10 billion. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I've got stuff up here that you haven't seen yet. i got stuff up here that will blow your mind. Scientists are stumped. Their main dilemma that they have is that there has to be more habited planets on the earth. Well, their argument, and I think it's a good argument, is this. Is that if the sole purpose of our universe is to be a home for you and for me, then our universe is way too large. To which I say right on to that. If the universe is just a house for me and for you, then it's incredibly oversized. But what if the sole primary purpose of our universe is not to be at home for you and for me, but what if the sole purpose of our universe is to show off the splendor and the glory and the majesty and the greatness of our God who created it all and holds it all in His hand, that our universe isn't too big at all. It is just about the right size. And I think the people that made James well may be disappointed about five months from now, but I'll tell you who's not going to be disappointed, and that's us, and that is God get this okay um, y'all y'all good this morning is everybody okay this morning we're gonna go a little bit on the science route but I think that we're okay with that but let me let me let me let me get you this you know when light came out of the mouth of God I hear people say this all the time I wish I would have been there when light came out when you know when God created the universe oh no you don't Because when God created the universe, light came out at the speed of light, 176,000 miles per second. Just in case you weren't paying attention back there in middle school, that's the speed of light. That's fast enough to circle the earth one time in a second. No. Seven times a second could go the speed of light. That is flying. You're like, that's faster than I came off the newly paved blackjack Road this morning. Yes, that is hauling. And when God spoke, He created the entire verse. You do not wish that you could have been there when God did this. But when He did, we were lit up. The Scripture says it like this. By the word of the Lord, the universe was made. All their story hosts by the breath of His mouth. We live in an incredible place. And our little subdivision in which we live is called the Milky Way Galaxy. That's our subdivision of where we live. You maybe think oh, I live in Bowling, Mississippi, or I live what What did you say, Mr. Donnie? In Mooreville, Or maybe you think that you live, I don't know, in Linwood. No, you live in a subdivision called the Milky Way Galaxy. That is where you live. And it's so big, by the way, that we have to, have to use a light year just to get around in our galaxy that we have called the Milky Way Galaxy. You're saying, well, what a light year? A light year is how fast light travels in a year. And I'll save you from doing the math. That's 176,000 miles a second in one year. That's 5.88 trillion miles that. The light travels in a year and that's the ruler that we use to measure God's universe the foot of no value whatsoever in God's universe the yard uh, not going to work in God's universe the mile insignificant in my in God's universe I don't know the kilometer map not going to help you get around in what God calls our galaxy our God is huge and he speaks and these things just come out and they happen incredible let me tell you this okay Get this. Scientists, I got a picture, by the way. Let me let me give you this. Um, do you have a picture, graph of the Milky Way Galaxy? Here's a picture of the Milky Way Galaxy. One of my friends, her name is DNA cement She is from South Africa, one of the homes of one of the world's most famed scientists in Johannesburg, actually, South Africa. And here's what she says. Get this. Here's her conclusion. That if you were to count each star, naming one star per second, it would take you like one, two, three. and you just look up at the night it will take you 2500 years to count all the stars that are just in your sky and our galaxy is consistent upon hundreds of billions of stars not millions not hundreds of millions but of billions of stars and there are hundreds of billions of more galaxies out there in the universe we don't even know how many galaxies are out there our God is incredibly large You see this? You're like, well, what is that? That is actually a shot of the Milky Way galaxy. We've obviously never been outside the Milky Way galaxy to look back upon it, but this is a collection that NASA has taken over thousands of different images composed by one, and that is what we get. We know that it's a bar nucleus and that it's a barred spiral galaxy. You're like, okay, well, Drake, I don't see us up there. Um, where are we at? We must be like up in the center of, of the galaxy, huh? No! We are not even in the center of our own galaxy. Just to reaffirm this morning that it's not about you and it's not about me because we are not even in the center of our own subdivision called the Milky Way galaxy. You're like, Drake, well, that's really cool, but where, where are we? I'll tell you this. We are in a subdivision and we are 100,000 light years away from the distance to the other side to get out of our galaxy. So, therefore, if you want, To go meet your neighbor on the other side of the galaxy, here's all you have to do. You have to travel 5.88 trillion miles per year for 100,000 years and you will arrive there to see your neighbor and get out of our galaxy. So you're like, well, where are we at? We are actually in one of between one of these spiral arms out here, about two-thirds of the way down. You don't want to live in the borrowed spiral arms either because that's a dangerous place to be. We're actually in the middle, and it's called the Goldilocks Zone. It's actually, scientific name is the galactic, um, the, I don't know, we're going to call it the galactic, the galactic habitable zone. That's what it's called, and that is where we live. We are living in a privileged planet this morning. Something that, can produce rain, something that can produce an ocean or vegetables, and God forms it all from his mouth. let me sh- let me show you one more um, idea that we're going to find that if we were to I don't have a thimble, but does anybody have a thimble? I thought I brought one, but it's not actually in here. Do you know how small a thimble would be like a, a like a, a needle prick pin, something like that? If we were to get, let's just say, I'll just take um, a pen. I don't even have, I do have a pen, actually, it's right here. If we were to take this pen, and we were to put a mark on this screen, it would not even represent the size of our solar system and relative term to our subdivision called the Milky Way galaxy. In fact, scientists say this. Scientists say that the Milky Way galaxy is like the North American continent, and our solar system is the size of a quarter. That is incredible. And our sun is not the biggest, it's not the brightest, it's not the baddest, but it's just one of the hundreds of billions of stars in there and around it are orbiting these little balls. And I love how Isaiah said it. Look how he says this. He nails it. Mr. Donnie, you read it earlier. He says this, To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asked the Holy One. Look up in the heavens. Who created the stars? Who brings them out like an army, one after the other, calling each by its name because of his great power and incomparable strength? Not a single one of them is missing and God has placed a star there and around it is orbiting these balls. But Here's what's crazy. Is the earth right now, you'll find Mr. J, you'll, okay, here we go. The earth right now is spinning 900 miles an hour on its axis which I dare you to try to do when you get home, that is flying. And each rotation is a day and a day. And another day goes by. And we are spending 900 miles an hour. I got a ticket the other day, 70 and 55, whatever, you know. I should have told the, like, the, the police officer, hey, bro, actually it was 72, okay. I should have told the police officer, hey, man, I'm actually going like 912 miles an hour over what you clocked me at because we are flying. Maybe I would have got out of the ticket, I don't know. But besides that, right now, the sun, the earth is rotating around the sun. So not only is the earth spinning, but it's rotating around the sun. And it's going a journey, I told you this earlier, 584 million miles an hour. And we are on that journey going 67,000 miles an hour. Okay, Mr. Webb, you took me hunting yesterday and I I missed a deer. Okay, it was 14 yards. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah, that's really, 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 really bad. But guess what? We did find blood, didn't we, Mr. Webb? We did find blood, so at least I hit it. And I don't think that's too bad, being that I'm going 67,000 miles an hour. I did okay just to nick it. And we have the opportunity this morning to not waste another trip around the sun. But as the psalmist says, and as Scripture leads us to think, it says, hey, God, this is Daniel praying. He says, teach me, oh God, to do what? To number our days. And we have that opportunity. But let me tell you this. I love how Neil Armstrong grabbed this thought. He just nailed it when he said this. Listen to his conclusion. He says, I remember on my way home from Apollo 11, the first guy to walk on the moon, Neil Armstrong, it suddenly struck me that the tiny pea, pretty and blue, was the earth. And I put my thumb up to the window and I closed one eye and my thumb covered the earth. And listen to his conclusion. I did not feel like a giant in that moment, but I felt really, really, really small. See, not only is our God huge, but we are very, very small but it's significance in significance because the God who breathed the entire universe into being knows us and cares for us and we are prized by majesty he knows us and he knows everything that he that is about us and just as he can name every star by its name that he placed up there he can go in this room this morning and call you by your name and you by your name and you by your name and you by your name and, you your name and, you your name and he knows us and who we are and what we're going through and I just love what the scripture says a little on down it says this oh Jacob how can you say that the Lord does not see you or see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say that God ignores you? In other words, it's Israel and they're saying, God, do you even see me? I, I believe that you made the world. I believe that you made the heavens. And take it to present tense, I even believe that you ordained and made me. And the cross is there. But what I really need to know right now, what really needs to get me through right now, is that do you see me? Do you see what I'm going? Do you see that I can't take one more step or one more breath? And God answers with another question. He says, have you not heard? Have you never understood that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth? He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired and run out of breath when they're preaching. But young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who, our translations say hope, some other translations say wait, but they The idea is that but those who stand right in the middle of the craziness, right in the middle of 2022, right in the middle of everything that's going on, and those who wait and say, I don't know what God's doing. I don't know where He leads me, but I know that I'm trusting and hoping and waiting in the Lord. This is what He will do. He will let you wake up to rosy circumstances. No. But it says this, but He will renew their strength. And that's God's promise to us this morning, that He will renew our strength because He is big enough to do it. And our problems, though they seem like giants, He calls them grasshoppers in the text. They are but grasshoppers to God. I want to show you a picture. I think there's some music if you want to go ahead and throw that on too. And I think there's a picture right here of our son. Our sun is 93 million miles away from us. It would actually, we think, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. No, our sun is crazy. It would take Yazoo Valley. It would take Yazoo Valley. Seven million years to power the sun for one second. 7 million years, and that didn't even get one like, whoa, that's cool. Now that's really, 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 really explosive ball of fire that is. 7 million years, and that's just one thing that God just breathed out of his mouth. And when he spoke, 176,000 miles an hour, that shot out. But there's not just the sun. I love this another image. This is called um, the Helix Nebula. I love that. The ultimate trump in my house is this, is that my mom would say hey god's watching you and it turns out that that she was right the dying star in the middle um you may not see it but that's the dying star that's creating the the blue iris looking in that galaxy the helix nebula but if you can't see you with the helix nebula you can see you with the next picture which is called the stardust ring god has plenty of options this one makes me think of you i just I, the only reason i put this one on here uh, this next image was just for you mr david it may, i don't know it just makes me think of you go ahead with the next image um this is called the sombrero galaxy and the reason i think it makes me think of you mr david Inge- i can just see you wearing that like little sombrero straw hat that you have just like walking around you know like i don't know we're 28 million light years out now but i want to take you a little bit farther to the darling of astronomy something called the whirlpool galaxy It's in our next picture, 31 million light years away. This is called the Whirlpool Galaxy. You see that because it looks like it's just um uh it's a barred spiral galaxy like ours, but it looks like it's about to just suck in this other one. But sleep well tonight. They will never meet. Okay, this one on the right is actually in NGC 5194. The Whirlpool is actually in NGC 5195. So they will never meet. They're thousands of miles away and over millions of years, they're just going to pass each other by. But this, you're like, oh. man, look at those pretty little um, pretty little pink things. Actually, those are star-forming incubators. Scientists say that a star is born in our universe. Every second a star is being born, and God's just calling them by name, telling them where to go. You say, well, Drake, what's the left hook? What's the point? I don't understand. Well, like I said, we were releasing one of the cool... Um, james webb telescope on christmas and i was watching the whole liftoff and i watched it and as it took off it's going 300,000 miles on the other side of the sun so that it won't have any sunlight so it can go all the way back hopefully to outrun light to the other side of the of the universe that's its goal like i said like i was saying but the point of it is this is that as it was releasing they had this huge article on the web and it was giving a A sort of a salute to the Hubble Space Telescope which is our telescope that we've been using and so it was saying the best images top 10 images that came from the Hubble Space Telescope and this was one of them obviously but before this you want to know it said the X structure at the core of the Whirlpool Galaxy so obviously I was like well let's check that out and here is what the X structure at the core of the Whirlpool Galaxy voted one of the top pictures that Hubble has ever taken and here's what it is You've probably seen this picture before and I don't have to scientifically tell you that it's a cross make of it what you want to this morning I'm just saying that it reminds me of the revelation writer Mr. Donnie who said this is that before the foundation of the world Jesus Christ was slain and so before you made a mess out of your life or before you determined what you were going to do with God God had already determined what He was going to do with you and that is not to give you what your sin deserved but to give His Son what your sin deserves. Our God knows us and He calls us by name. And we had the opportunity this morning to number our days. But that's not the coolest thing. So I was going to Passion with all the youth and uh, as i was walking there one of the speakers was louis giglio do you know who i'm talking about will did a pr- pretty fantastic job and i remember that i was walking around and i would see these people with these black shirts on and across their shirts it would be written something L-A-M-I-N-I-N. It would get l-a-m-i-n-i-n so i was like well that's pretty cool what is that all about and so i kept walking and i saw i would see the back of their shirts and it would have like this cool looking little cross on there so I finally stopped and was like hey look I see you have laminin what's that and so I just he told me hey look I want you to go home and google that idea google it L-A-M-I-N which I dare to try to do and apparently laminin is a cell adhesion molecule That's what I thought when I read it. Let me tell you what a cell adhesion molecule is, okay? A cell adhesion molecule is something that tells each cell what it's supposed to be. So you have adenine, quinine, thionine, and cytosine. Those are anything that a cell can be. And so it says, hey, you're this protein, you're this protein, you're this protein, you're this protein. But specifically, that's just what a cell adhesion molecule does. Laminin, in specific, is the glue that holds the membrane together. It's the glue that holds the cells together. In essence, it's the rebar of the human body. So I thought, well, this is pretty cool. Laminate, it's like literally what's holding your body together. And so I thought, well, let's look at a picture and see what this looks like. Because when I walked up to the back of their shirt, I saw this little cross. And right beside it was written in very small letters. It's So I thought, well, this, this could lead somewhere. And so I Googled it. And here is a picture of what laminate looks like. And I'm not saying that that's anything cool besides, that's really, really, really cool. And the idea is this, is that your body right now is being held up by millions of tiny cell adhesion molecules that are in the shape of a cross. And right now, just as our bodies are being held together, we are all being those of us who believe in God being held together, not by millions of crosses, but by one giant, glorious cross that is holding all of us the Father. And is holding the Father onto us. And that cross will keep holding us onto the Father forever and ever and ever and ever. Our God is huge. There's nothing that He cannot do. So if you have trouble or you have problems, know that they are tiny grasshoppers incomparable to a God who has made all of this. He is giving us an opportunity this year to number our days as we make this trip around the sun. God, thank you for giving us everything that you've given us. Thank you for forming and making us. Thank you for forming and making me. God, I pray that we would know your grandeur, that we would know your greatness, that we would know that you're not just some manby-pamsy God, that sin somehow has a way of, of, of making us look small, of making God look small and puffing up uh, us up in our own estimation. But I pray that we would right-size you this morning, God, that I I would right-size you this morning, God, to know that you are holy, that you are other, that you are great, that you are glorious, God. And there is nothing too big, God, for us, that though we are vapor, it's amazing that we are known and prized by majesty, that you know our name, and that you love us. In your name I pray, amen and amen.